Welcome to Laying the Leadership Foundation podcast, where Stephanie and I discuss how we are building a leadership development program and hear from guests on their experiences. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Laying the Leadership Foundation podcast. Uh, we're here this week with Chad Allen from Morgan State. Uh, Chad, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you both, Thomas and Stephanie. It's uh, I, I tell you, it's been a pleasure getting to know you both in our first uh, segment of the NCAA Law Workshop, and I uh, look forward to the rest of the year and growing with you both as well as in the program. Awesome. I know we've had the great honor ourselves of uh, once again, again, to know you and what you're doing at Morgan. And uh, I guess before we get to know actually what you're doing at Morgan, we want to hear a little bit how you got there. I know you spent some time at Colorado State, but if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about your background and uh, your journey to where you are now. Uh, well, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm born and raised originally from Baltimore, Maryland, so I'll tie that back in to, towards the end. Um, but I had left uh, to go off to college. I went off to Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, uh, probably was now, ooh, date myself, <laughs> about 2021 20, year. I, I left in 2000, so this is 2021. Um, and, and again, it was, it was a great opportunity for me to get outside of my comfort zone. Um, again, I, I, I was blessed to have opportunity and afforded to go uh, to Morehouse. Um, at that time, I was a Prop 48 student athlete. So um, kids now refer that to as an academic red shirt type. Um, but at that time, you couldn't uh, have school paid for. So for me, um, I wasn't able to take a lot of my Division One offers. Um, but then Morehouse at the time, Division II, uh, gave me an opportunity to come. And again, I, I like to say that um, Baltimore is what raised me, but um, Atlanta, Georgia, Morehouse is where I became a man. So um, throughout my career, um, after playing football and, and, and kind of pursuing that professional ranks and having opportunities there, I found myself, I wanted to stay within the game. I was a business marketing major and I, I knew I wanted to, to be in sports. At that time, um, marketing was more sales, right? I, I knew I was more into branding with these, these young student athletes have now a name, image, a likeness and all of these opportunities of monetization and podcasts. At that time, I think I was ahead of the game um, and what I wanted to do. I, I, I liked marketing because I thought outside the box, the type of learning I was. But at the end of the day, um, it just wasn't a lane there. Brandon wasn't really developed. There were certain campaigns, certain things, but as a whole, um, it wasn't quite there. So I decided to not go into corporate America and kind of chase the, the, the sport realm of the business where I, I felt more comfortable. Um, and again, part of, it, I think, being a former athlete, you just want to stay within the game. Um, so for me, I got into the business and working with agencies and um, sport agencies and, um, and, and doing the business side and doing marketing deals and things of that sort. And um, I was doing some coaching and then I kind of found my passion in getting into the coaching and giving back. I believe in paying it forward. And um, that led me to West Virginia. So West Virginia University was my first opportunity in collegiate athletics as a grad school, but then also I went there as a GA. And that's what kind of got my foot in the door with college athletics. And had a great career there. Uh, we did a lot of uh, great things, won two conference championships, won an Orange Bowl um, there. So I was a part of some winning. I learned a lot, great coaches, great student athletes. Um, it's funny, we have a one of them get ready to compete this weekend as a coach for Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I've had two uh, already win Super Bowls, one with Seattle Seahawks, one with the Philadelphia Eagles. So 
we were winning there and it's good to see those young men winning in life. But um, one thing I knew, um, I wanted to always give back. So I chased the career of myself of developing um, professional athletes or athletes seeking to become pros and working with them after they got to that level because I always wanted to better those in life. Um, and I knew it was a passion, but I just felt that role in collegiate athletics, I was still young and I was a little too close to playing, right? I was still a little fiery. Um, and uh, you, you could be fiery in coaching, but I don't know about life coaching um, to the point where, you know, you, you don't want it to not be a safe place. So I just went on and worked with some pros for a while. And then when I decided to come back, um, I took over a prep school, um, East Coast Prep up in Massachusetts, director academics there, assistant okay. headmaster to kind of get my foot, uh, get my feet, I guess to say wet, to get back into college athletics, to train my brain. Um, coming from pros to, to, to now the young student, I think what that generation was going to look like um, in order to assist them, I feel you have to better understand them. Um, so again, I, I leveraged from there, um, got an opportunity to Colorado State when I wouldn't serve um, out there in the academic services realm. I was transitioning, that was the other thing. I was transitioning from the player personnel coaching athletic side to more of the administration side. Um, was older at that point, but at the same time, I felt I had lost some traction. So, um, you know, sometimes you have to take opportunities that are provided um, where I went from running companies and, and, and being a CEO to now um, I initially went as assistant academic uh, coordinator uh, to Colorado State. So again, I had to, I had to start again and, um, you know, I had to transition and, and, and learn to adapt and things went well there. And I, I had opportunity to come back home, um, family and some other things. 18 years I had been away chasing my dreams and um, I had to come back home. So um, my opportunity afforded me uh, when I came back home, I didn't necessarily come back to Morgan State. Um, I was looking at a position with UMBC, but then I was a part of the NCAA Emerging Leaders um, program at that time. And I met um, a fellow emerging leader um, who is now Miss um, Tiny Corinne, Corinne Tiny Adams, we call her Tiny, but she's the um, the second women's uh, assistant men's basketball coach. And I shout her out because she's she's blazing her path over there at Loyola now, Maryland. But she introduced me to Morgan um, affiliate as far as the AD and Miss Kim Ross Watkins, who I served with in law. And um, with that being said, you know, she told me just to come over and get to know our new AD and uh, just hear what he has to say. And I went over and once I talked with our, you know, illustrious AD, Dr. Ed Scott, um, I was sold and I declined the opportunity at UMBC, uh, which was just with the university. It wasn't even with athletics. So that wasn't a hard uh, decision for me being an athletic guy. And at that time they didn't have football. So, you know, Morgan State and football and I had an opportunity to get back around the guys. So that was always a, a plus, but Again, it was just a great opportunity for me to get back to some roots. I hadn't been in an HBCU since I had attended one. And um, I accepted the challenge to be able to be a part um, of the AA, NCAA AASP grant, which um, we were revamping the academics um, system um, at Morgan State. I was hired as the learning specialist. So I came in to create a learning service uh, program there, which we had done in two years. In, in, essentially had become the model for the NCAA ASP grant of, of transitioning um, academic services as uh, far as getting out of, off of probation and just 
um, building something um, from nothing and limited resources. So with the help of that grant, we were able to do so and we've hired some more people. And, and um, now that I've transitioned as a director of student athlete development there where I oversee not only the learning service or academic side, but the, the total wellness of all 14 of our um, student at well, sports and our student athletes are roughly 300 student athletes. So during the pandemic has been a little challenging, but um, we've done a great job transitioning or as I like to say, adapting. So in a long story, that's kind of how I got back and uh, who I am. Wow, it's an incredible journey there and shout out Maryland. I'm a Maryland native myself. Um, but it seems that one, you're an incredible resource for all of your student athletes, especially if they wanna be involved in the sports industry since you've been on almost every angle of sports from the marketing and sales to the academic, the student athlete development. So that's incredible for those student athletes at Morgan State, they're really lucky to have you. Um, so it seems that you are very motivated with giving back to people and helping people better themselves. So what would you say was the main reason or what really drew you to applying for the law program? Well, again, um, when I was, you know, born into Morgan State, I was challenged with, you know, I was the first and only learning specialist and we had no learning services program. We had no way to better assist those student athletes. Um, who had some learning challenges or, or, or it just needed to grow in those areas um, of development, whether it was a lack of opportunity in high school or just not understanding um, that they even had learning challenges as far as the way that they, they desire to learn. And I think just my own personal background, like I said before, um, for me, I was them. Um, but at the end of the day, I know that you can overcome it, but you have to, you have to learn. So for me, as I transitioned as the director of student athlete development and we're building in our wellness and mental health resources with counseling, um, nutritional, with our um, athletic staff or the training staff and, and strength and conditioning. I wanted to add another component, but I didn't want to act like I knew it all, right? Um, as, as much as I have been afforded experiences, I'm still growing and I'm a lifelong learner. And I felt that um, just knowing some of the people who were involved in leadership like Lamar Pottinger um, and a few others who aren't in our oversight, but yet had gone through the program, um, they really encouraged me to look into it. And I'll give a shout out to Ms. Kim Ross Watkins because she brought it to me and it was just like, oh, here's this application process. She's like, look, this is great. But if you want to get it done, you might have to take the lead on this. So I had no problem um, doing that for the betterment of not only she and I, but for our student athletes, because we felt that we could really develop um, a program to give them more into their experience. Yeah. And I know Stephanie's in a similar situation as what you had there at Morgan is uh, she's our first ever advisor for student athlete success. So uh, she's really building everything from the ground up and she's doing a fantastic job with that. So far as I think you're coming up to a year with us, Stephanie. Yep, March. Yep. So uh, I guess a little quick sidebar, just question for you. Um, looking back at your experience of building things from the ground up, um, how can others outside of her office help her build what she's doing? And I guess uh, any advice for us to help support her as well? Well, I think the first thing um, is, is always connection, right? I didn't go in trying to implement anything or 
or uh, tell people what to do. I went in just to learn. First, learn what resources we had available. Um, until I got into the NCAA law and realized I was providing a need assessment. But at the end of the day, that you, you must do a need assessment and identify areas um, that the student athletes need, as well as coaches or other administrators are looking for support areas. Because one thing you don't want to do is go in with this, this preset mind that um, you know what they need. Right. Um, and that was the approach I knew coming from um, a group five and coming from, you know, PWI experiences. I knew that that wasn't necessarily what an HBCU like Morgan State needed. I knew that the resources weren't going to be the same, which means the student athlete is very different. Um, the student athlete at Morgan State is, is looking more for a family oriented experience. They want, you know, to know how much you care about them before they they take a step right so it was me having some intentional opportunities maybe walking on the campus with them um, to a class sitting down having lunch or breakfast or just getting to know them outside of who they were expected to be as far as a student athlete just learning them and then i can better assist them because my thing is if if, if i don't know you how can I, I help you i know when back when i was a young coach in west virginia you know, people would see me in the weight room, they see me in academics, they'll see me in career service. And this is before you had all this uh, student athlete development. So I was in all of these different areas. And they're like, why are you up five in the morning at our workouts? Why are you? Because if I don't know what buttons to push, if I don't know where your, your strengths and your weaknesses are, and I only see you in one area, I'm doing you a disservice because I'm not really truly able to, to help you because I'm just band-aiding something, right? But if I know that family means a lot to you, then maybe when we're sitting down talking about career, it's not about, you know, you getting a degree for yourself. It may be somebody like grandma, you know, who you told years ago that you would do this, right? So when you're having an adverse moment, it's not about, come on, Chad, you can do it. It's, it's more, Chad, grandma always believed in you. Right, she knew that you would be in this position. Like, let's fight through this. How can I help you fight through it? Right. So it's just being able to tap into other things um, outside of uh, what you see. So again, like I said, when you first come in, is to to assess the resources and then also kind of do a need assessment of what people want. I think a lot of times we come in telling people what they want instead of listening to understand what do they need to help them. You know. Yeah. They've been successful. They've gotten to that point, right? So they they've had some success, right? So me to come in and say, "Oh, you're not successful," it's like, you know, who who are you? Even with the experiences and the accolades, I don't kind of talk about them, throwing them out there. It's like, as you get to know me, I'll be more transparent with you, and and then it's like, oh, well, you know, and then I let them assess that. I don't try to put my experiences there as, and hey, this is why you should listen to me. Through conversation, it'll open up um, organically. I feel, and and they'll get to know and say, oh, "Wow, oh, okay, maybe you do know something, right?" And and in this day and age, remember, kids going to Google you, right? They're yep. going to be able <laughs> to 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 say, "Hey, you are who you are," or, or "I don't know who this guy is," or "Lady is." Uh, I guess with us being in the law, obviously, I Stephanie, I talked after the first uh, meeting that we had, and. Um, the second and the third and it seemed there was lots of those hit you in the face bus moments was just the amount of content we were going through. Um, and then it's like the next day or two days later it's like okay well this is all starting to make sense it was just overload is what mm -hmm. it was I guess what was your big takeaway from the first uh, module that we had in the wall 
uh, program? Uh, wow, I'm back in school. Um, <laughs> you know, besides the work, uh, the workload that we had just, you know, in the job, and I, get, I think you all can relate to this with, with smaller uh, institutions, um, a lot of times we wear many hats, right? So it wasn't just me doing student athlete development, it's making sure, you know, I'm covering the advising piece, it's making sure I'm working with, you know, my SAC and community service, it was all of these other pieces. Um, but then I also had to do what I encourage student athletes to do every every day, and, and that's to, you know, find that grit and, and fight through. Um, you're going to have some long days. I had to read chapters. I had to listen to podcasts, watch videos, take notes, create a summary of a reflection page. Um, so for me, I had to mentally prepare myself for that. Um, and, and, and again, I, I think I knew it was going to be a challenge, but I didn't go in with too many expectations because I, I, I don't know what it is to start a program, right? So with anything, I had to learn. So I think that's what law has done a great job in the beginning is throwing a lot at us, but helping us understand like, okay, you need to learn the importance first. You need to learn why you need to do these things before you can actually start a program, right? Because we had started crafting ideas and some of them we were on point with, but at the end of the day, we still didn't know why we were doing it, right? The intentionality, as we talk about a lot with law um, and, and, and doing that. And then the intentionality of where I was, um, how that was with Kim and I, because Kim did a great job of already having workshops and life skills, but we were trying to develop a full program, right? But we didn't know if we wanted to incorporate those things we currently had, if we wanted to start a new, um, and that was one thing I, we just had a call with our, our one-on-one coach, Corey Pinkett, um, from Baylor. And we talked about that and she really helped us understand what we wanted to do and how to blend, um, those things. But I was telling her that I really appreciated not having a three-day weekend with all of this though, right? Because in some aspects it was drawn out and it was a lot of information but I was able to apply it incrementally week by week. Like, so I was able to make my adjustments, almost like a paper, right? I was able to kind of have the paper corrected as I was writing the research paper out versus give me all this information and I go back home and oh, I knew it for the weekend, but now how does this go? And what, you know, so when I did have issues or concerns, it may have been within that week of what we were working on, right? And I could dive a little deeper. So when I was reading the information, when I was watching the video, I wasn't just taking notes to complete an assignment. I was taking notes, learning how to implement it with what you know we're looking to do. So um, again, it, it, was, it was like I'm back in school, but um, again, I, my perspective, I try to look at it differently. Yes, we don't have the in-person um, platform, but it served a purpose for me. Um, I'm like, I can't speak for everyone, but for, for us at Morgan State, I think it was the best way to do it. Yeah, um, I agree with you. I'm so happy that this is not a three day, just like drop all this knowledge on us at once. Like we have time to kind of like marinate with it and really figure out like, is this aspect for me or not? Instead of just trying to just jam all that information in my head so I can bring it back. So yeah, I absolutely love that. And I know um, Tom and I talked with our uh, our leader, Jeff O'Brien, the last week, 
and telling him how we love the, the partners uh, because I could not imagine going through this by myself and especially in that quick three-day time span by myself. That was just, that would have been insane, honestly. Definitely. And like even working with you, Stephanie, we were in a group together working on, mm -hmm. on a project and being able to work with, you know, our coach in that sense, when we work with, um, you know, USF and, and, and being able to learn with some of those things that uh, Taylor Onion is down there doing um, was, was instrumental, right? Like, I don't know if we could mm -hmm. really had that opportunity within um, that one day session or whenever we would have met with her, right? Like we were able to record it um, through the Zoom and we could play it back and we really could go through it. Um, and then we have it going forward. So in aspects of that, I think that was that was very important also to be able to share and, and to work with you to understand that, okay, what I'm going through, okay, I'm not the only one. Because a lot of times when we're in these seats, we feel that our institution is the only one going through it. Or we're working with Rutgers and it's like, Rutgers has the same issues that we have. And it's like, okay, well, I don't, I don't feel so bad. Um, so it, it was just a good experience. Um, I just, I just love the ability, like you said, to have a partner, but then also to be in cohorts with other schools and learn from that partner where then you can come back and say, Hey, what did your group talk about? Like Kim and I are able to build off. It's like an extension. We're, we're able to connect more and reach more because we're now um, both involved. Yeah, absolutely. And now looking forward into this upcoming module and I'm sure you and Kim have been working on that ice tank challenge and everything. What are you hoping to figure out even more moving forward into this second module? And what do you think is in store for us? Well, for us to answer the first question for us, what we're looking to get um, again, we're ready to start building it out. We're ready to start creating somewhat some pilot things that we can work through this spring because we want to unveil it um, starting in Summer Bridge 21 and then rolling out um, in the fall. So it's been a project that we've been working on. And again, we've decided we're not going to start from scratch. So it's not um, about us really having to develop a full program. We're developing um, a foundation for us like a umbrella, right? For the things that we already offered, creating tier systems where we're offering things, freshman, sophomore, junior year, uh, what opportunities we're going to expose student athletes to during those times. But we also created a survey because we want the student athletes to tell us uh, with this day and age, you know, they may want to hear about career services, I mean, career development, but it may not be just meeting with enterprise, someone we do a lot of work with, right? They may want to explore some esports. They may want to explore some other avenues um, that we weren't necessarily thinking about but we're able to offer maybe some workshops um, with that. With the pandemic, we have been able to do a lot of virtual partnerships that I think we will continue. Um, we will have our staple of programs that we work on, um, but then we will have other workshops and things that we will offer um, to other student athletes um, that maybe you know aren't required within that tier system, right? But that expands their knowledge and, and network and. So we're, we're, we're extending ourselves. That's the thing we had to learn how to do was to, to not be too bound with doing so much because our time is limited, 
but sharing the platform and allowing us to use other resources now virtually, like I said, we were forced to do it, but we're now going to carry that on um, moving forward. So with the law, the second part of that question with the law program moving forward, I think where we are now is we have the blueprint. Now, how do I put it on my campus? And I think this next phase will help us with the real implementation of putting on the campus, being able to talk to our AD, the stakeholders, because that's what we're building out right now, the, 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 the full plan um, to be able to present it, right? Whether it's a team like coaches or um, how it's going to benefit them in recruiting and giving them that, that on-site. So then maybe by the third phase, we've started implementing it. We're we, we having a little feedback, some data. And then now we feel comfortable coming out of law, going into summer bridge and saying, hey, we have a good foundation. We're ready to start. But of course, it's a growing document, right? We're, we're not going to have it all completed, um, but at least we'll feel confident in what we have. So, Well, we know it's getting towards the end of our time together. So we just want to say thank you, Chad, for uh, instilling so much insight into us. Uh, a lot that I'm actually thinking about, and that's why I've been silent for the past little bit. But uh, I know Stephanie and I are going to be excited to catch up offline and talk about uh, what you discuss and what we can use um, and take away from you guys. And um, obviously, give you credit because you guys are doing fantastic down there. But uh, just well, want to vice versa, you. Thomas. I work with you too, man. I, I work with you in a group, and you you're a rock star, man. So you're like me. I, I I'll pass it and give you you know, the applause that you deserve and how hard you work and, and just even organizing some things. You've organized documents for us as, as a group um, that you have shared out, man. So I, I've leaned on you as well. Um, even if you don't know it, just your resources and, and, and what you're able to do and even thought processes, right? Being able to talk with you in those small groups. So again, you all are doing great jobs as well up the road. And, um, you know, again, we can work together and continue to do these things. I think it's, it's, it's benefit to both of us. I mean, because it's no better than bouncing the knowledge off of someone else. And as a, as a former athlete, I love feedback. Like I have no problem being coached, right? And I will say, I don't know it all. Um, but what I do know, I'm, hey, I may be confident in it, but hey, I'll be quick to say, I don't know it all. So, so Stephanie, please um, feel free to continue to reach out to me as well as Thomas. And uh, again, I, I wish you all the best of luck implementing your program as well. And I think our models may be more similar than different um, versus like I said, we, you know, we're not gonna be like Rutgers or the, or the Kansas or the big schools that are in the program. I think we will be able to have a, a model that we can use amongst each other. Absolutely, I'm definitely looking forward to talking more and collaborating in the future. Yep. Well, thank you, Chad, so much for uh, joining us this week, and uh, good luck. And Stephanie, I will see you later this week in uh, law. Good luck, and thank you again for having me. Thanks for joining us this week on Lane the Leadership Foundation podcast. Be sure to subscribe and review this podcast wherever you listen. If you found value in this podcast, do us a favor and share this episode with someone else. As always, keep laying the foundation.